0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Finding Weird, a show where we explore what it is that floats our boats, tickles our fancies, and makes us wonderfully weird. My name is Eric, and today I want to proclaim to you the good news of podcasting. In part one, I'll give a little background on how podcasting started and some of the developments over the years, and then in part two, I'll share my personal experience with learning the hobby. Researching equipment, choosing a podcast host, finding digital audio workspaces, and creating my first episodes. I'll also share why I think podcasting is both fun and weird, and how empowered it can make you feel, even if no one's listening. Let me take you back a couple decades here, kids. In the year 2000... Those working in the digital and online audio space were looking for a convenient way to package audio into a format that would allow for others to get automatic access to it without needing to go online to a source website. A company called iTogo developed a software system that was specific to their files that, with proper setup, would let someone automatically download their content to their computer or their iTogo MP3 player. Later that year... Dan Libby of Netscape, yes, that Netscape, Xennials and Millennials, along with Dave Weiner's input, created the Rich Site Summary, or RSS, format that we are accustomed to today. RSS allows for an aggregator program to read and compile the various updates from a feed that is generated by a website's changes. Using what is called an enclosure, they were able to package audio data into that feed, So, in other words, they were able to create a way for you to get your mail automatically, and inside the envelope was the audio. According to Wikipedia, the first honest-to-goodness podcast honor goes to Doug Kay and his show, IT Conversations. He was the first one to create an RSS feed with enclosed audio in 2003. Now, the name podcast itself is attributed to Ben Hammersley, who suggested the name while he was writing for The Guardian in February of 2004. Podcaster Dave Slusher then further popularized the term in his podcast later that year. That October, Google search results about podcasts went from 24 total results to over 100,000 in the span of three weeks, thanks to a USA Today article on the format itself. And then in 2005, Apple officially added podcasts to its iTunes service. From there, we fast forward to 2014, when This American Life releases a show called Serial. Maybe you've heard of it? Which was a seasonal podcast that goes on to achieve over 68 million downloads, and the first Peabody Award for a podcast. Recently, I'm sure you've probably heard of this if you're following any sort of podcasting media, Joe Rogan... Comedian-turned-sportscaster-turned-podcast host was offered an exclusive contract with Spotify that was valued at $100 million. I don't know about you, but I would love that money. If anyone's listening, feel free. Contact me. And finally, according to recent statistics, there are currently over 1.7 million podcasts and 44 million episodes. Makes you feel a little small, but there's hope. That is extremely small compared to the estimated 600 million blogs that are currently out on the internet. It's actually a great time to experiment with making a podcast. And now a brief pause for our podcasting dad jokes of the week. What's the best way to fix your broken iPod? A podcast. And how do dolphins and whales pass down and share knowledge through the generations? A podcast, that's right, you must have heard that one before. I want to talk a little bit about my journey with podcasting so far. As a random thought exercise, I decided to investigate what it takes to make a podcast after listening to many on my own phone the way to and from work, like most of us do, right? Pretty familiar. A natural daydream situation happened where I imagined myself in front of a fancy microphone in an audio studio with coffee or something next to me while I record something amazing that's listened all over the world. As an aside, though, I do have to admit that I have listeners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Brazil, the U.K., Germany, and France. Whoa. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to my international weirdos. Thanks for the support. In reality, though, I am sitting in, uh, let's say, comfortable clothing uh, in the corner of my bedroom in front of a nice but affordable red under $100 microphone into the computer I already own using free software, using my own learned editing skills that I have picked up from free YouTube videos and guides to create what you are listening to right now. As I've mentioned before, the side effect of my anxiety disorders is that I over-prepare for everything. So, to be honest, i probably watched scores of videos and many text guides on what podcasting was, how to do it, what to buy, how to record, etc., before I even took the steps of figuring out what I would actually talk about. Luckily for me, I found some guides and videos from a random company called Buzzsprout. They seemed well-recorded and pretty informative. They had a series on YouTube about creating a podcast from scratch, and I devoured the series. From there, I developed my concept, target audience, and voila. Actually, this is kind of starting to remind me of that scene in NeverEnding Story, where Bastion suddenly realizes that he's in the story being told. That's you. But I digress. For the sake of time, I'll put the links for Buzzsprout's guides in the show notes, aka the episode description, for your further perusal. But just know that the information is out there and available. The only barrier that I can really think of for entry to podcasting is the need for a smartphone as a recording device. Through the use of software called Anchor, a downloadable app, you can actually record, edit, publish your own podcast for free, like TurboTax free. I'll be honest, I I can't really describe how giddy I became the night when I was going to publish my first episode, which actually leads me to my next point. Five reasons why I like podcasting. First off, it's creative. It gives me an outlet that I would not otherwise get in my day job. Number two, it's kind of simple. And the equipment needed is actually somewhat limited. Like I said before, you can really start this with just a smartphone. Number three. I didn't want to make and edit YouTube videos or TikTok videos. I've said this before when I was talking with Sarah, is that I believe myself to kind of have a little bit of a face for radio. And so I'd much rather listen to my voice than see my big old face on a video every week. Will that change? I don't know. Number four. Podcasting is great if you happen to be stuck inside due to pandemic or other mental or physical health limitations. It naturally lends itself to sitting on your butt and hitting and record. So I like it. And finally, number five, it's an empowering feeling. Just recording yourself. Now, I, I know there are going to be people out there who are like, I hate the sound of my voice or I don't really want to listen to myself. But just the act of recording your own thoughts and the thought that someone might actually care enough to listen is extremely empowering for those people who don't normally have a voice. Other than the barriers we've talked about before, there isn't really anyone saying that you can't make a podcast about whatever you want. Granted, you may be a multi-million dollar podcast host like Joe Rogan, or you may be somebody who records for one person. But it's really kind of a neat experience, so I would really recommend that you try it. Now, I do want to give a couple of disclaimers, though. A podcast is still work. It is a little bit harder than just hitting record. You have to be willing to come up with episode ideas for every recording, learn to do some basic audio editing, though again, there are guides and apps to make it easier, and you have to be willing to put yourself out there. It's not rocket science. It's just not automatic, either. The other thing I want to remind yourself, and then I have to remind myself, is that initially you'll be recording to an empty room. So if you go into the experience expecting loads of cash or you measure your success by downloads, which I've learned is a common experience, myself included, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed. For example, I do this for no money outside of someone who may randomly subscribe or donate to my Buy Me A Coffee site. Shameless plug, I know. And honestly, my episodes get around 30 initial downloads per episode, with episode one right now at just about a 100 downloads for one episode. Those are not Joe Rogan numbers. But the way I think about it, and the way that's been suggested to think about it, is if 30 people came to hear me speak at a lecture, I would be over the moon. And it's kind of all about perspective, you know? Now let's talk about my podcast host of choice, which obviously is going to be Budsprout. I currently use a paid tier, it's about $12 a month, to host this podcast, and I do that so that my episodes are permanently stored, but they do feature a free account if you just want to create and explore the hobby. You can create, I think it's about an hour worth of content a month, and you can record three episodes and they stay around for about 90 days. So check it out. It's actually, it's really not limited at all. If you do decide to take up the hobby and upgrade to a paid account, I do have a referral link that I'll put in the show notes too that allows you to support the show. And then if you get through two months on the service, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card. So since I was already using their guides and their videos, when I researched top podcast hosts They were kind of constantly mentioned in the top three, if not number one in a lot of places, so for me, the idea of joining them was a no-brainer. They also have instructions for everything, including how to get your podcast into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. They also have monetization guides and links to help you finance your project, and even provide a basic website for hosting your content which you may have been on if you've ever gone to findingweird.buzzsprout.com. I actually didn't do a thing to create that website outside of picking some random artwork and some colors. When I go to make an episode, I create my audio recording, I upload it to their site, and I'm done. I personally do pay a little extra for something they call magic mastering, where they actually optimize your sound quality and make sure that everything conforms to suggested audio standards for mobile and online listening. But really, that's it. Once they tell me my audio is uploaded and mastered, I then create the episode details, giving a title, doing the show notes, and the episode season and number. I then have a choice where I can publish it immediately or schedule it for a later date. A lot of times I'm recording over the weekend or earlier in the week, and then I just tell it to list my episode on Thursdays at midnight. And then I uh, get to watch the millions of downloads come in. Uh, no. I-, I mean, I actually then immediately begin working on the next episode without caring if anybody is listening. If that sounds easy to you, give Buzzsprout a try. If you're just looking to experiment with making an episode... Create a free account and see what happens. And also, if you do, please email me to let me know so that I can be a listener of your show. Who knows, maybe in the future we could collaborate on an episode together. I want to thank you for being here for Episode 7 of Finding Weird. This week's shout-out goes out to my best friend Eric and his new wife Anna, who, after waiting an entire year due to COVID to celebrate their marriage, hosted an amazing reception in Colorado this past weekend. Congratulations to you both and to your future guaranteed-to-be-weird children. If you have feedback, questions, or just want to share your own personal experience with podcasting, please email me at findingweirdpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hear more episodes or check out what a free Buzzsprout website looks like, head on over to findingweird.buzzsprout. B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T dot com where you can check that out you can also follow me on the gram at Finding Weird Podcast where we are still approaching a 100 followers if you haven't followed yet come on, help me get to 100 I have tons of weird and interesting people on there that I'm following so you can count on finding something new and interesting to try out If you're already following, again, thank you, and please continue to help me share the show with others as you're able. Also, please like the new Facebook page, Finding Weird Podcast, and join our Facebook group, Finding Weirdos, where you can participate in a growing community of weird and not-so-weird folks. And on that note, make sure you're telling your friends if you have someone that you feel would benefit from the message and the mood of this podcast so that they too can join the movement. I say this every week, but I'd also be so grateful if you would take the time to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes so that we can reach even more weirdos out in the world. This week's review shout-out goes to Jianmini, who says, It's a great day to be weird. The host has a great podcast voice, and his open-hearted nature makes the podcast feel like talking to a good friend. That's what I'm hoping for in this podcast. And email me. Come on to the group talk to me. I do want to be a friend. And finally, if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to throw a cup of coffee or two my way, you can go to buy me a coffee and type in finding weird podcast. Once you're there on my page, you can show your support for the show in either a one-time or recurrent patronage. Members get exclusive perks and I'm always on the lookout for new ways to provide rewards for you guys and thank those who are able and willing to support my journey with podcasting. Let me know if you think of a new reward. All of these links are going to be in the show notes using the new link tree. Make sure you check that out. Next week, I'll talk a little bit about Paranormal Investigation, my recent new hobby and forays that I've had with my group, the tri c Ghost Hunters out of Ohio. So stick around and listen to that one next week. All this and more while I desperately try to convince everyone that weird is the new wonderful. I'll see you there. Thanks.